This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown. Let's bring in Michael McNeely, our entertainment critic, to talk about a really interesting film festival going on that we're super excited to talk about. Hey, good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well. Always fun to catch up with you. So, Michael, we are talking about the Superfest Disability Film Festival. What can you tell me about it? So, I can tell you that it was... um it was created in 1970 in in a different shape and form, but it's still the same spirit. Essentially, the organizers wanted to promote films and entertainment starring and being created by people with disabilities. I just read an article that said back in 2016, they had a film about two women who were both blind and pursuing a relationship. And that this was probably one of the first times where people got to see a relationship between two blind people on the screen. So that's the kind of groundbreaking work that the Superfest Disability Film Festival does. What's really interesting, though, is that they have a few different spin-offs, including in Russia, which I was very surprised with, but I shouldn't be, because there's a lot of disability activists in Russia who would really enjoy this entertainment as well. So... Essentially, Dave, it's been around for more than 50 years, and it's got a long history, and it's really all about just promoting people with disabilities telling their own stories. Mm. So this festival is taking place in California, but people can still enjoy this one from abroad. You had a chance to speak with one of the organizers of the festival, Emily Betix, who mentioned there are lots of ways that people at home can access the films. You've actually got a clip here. You interviewed her and shared the clip with us. So let's take a watch and listen as she explains how folks can enjoy the festival. Our film festival, you can go to superfestfilm.org. And that is a great place to learn more uh, and get all the information you need. Um, We will be screening all of the films on a site called Eventive. And so um, from the Superfest film site, you'll be able to link off to Eventive and that's where you'll actually get your pass. And um, I I will give the warning in terms of the access work. It's still a work in progress. There's some ways that Eventive isn't, you know, perfect. We, We heard reports last year that like, folks were able to access it, but there were just some features that they were that were pretty wonky. And that's another place we've been doing some advocacy because it's been very, it was very disappointing uh, looking at the huge influx of all of these film festival platforms and how few of them were doing any work to talk to blind people, to, to think about being screen reader accessible. So Eventive is, it's still got some tweaks uh, to to work on, but it is uh, the only site we found where they were really showing a commitment to working with blind people to to making their site better. Uh, And so um, it is a usable site. Um, So yeah, you can get your pass on Eventive. Uh, All of our films screen with audio description. You will have the option to toggle on audio description. Uh, all of the Sunday screening films, they're organized into screening. So all of the Sunday screening films also have the option where you use 
an accompanying app on your phone to access ASL that you can watch along with the videos. So it's video translated into American Sign Language. Um, and uh, all of the films also have captioning. And uh, the there's an app you can use with the film called Access for All that also allows uh, the captioning to be available on a um, Braille reader. So uh, many different ways to access the film, lots of details on our website about how to get there. We've got some open tech hours, you know, and if, if for some reason you are just, this site is not working anything, just let us know because we are very much committed to like anybody who wants to see these films gets to see this, these films. If it means we're hosting a Zoom a couple of weeks after the festival to do a screening that's just more accessible, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out because as I said, access is very much a work in progress. So Michael, that's how we access the festival. And once we've established that, what are some of the films that are screening that we're looking forward to? Well, it's a good question, but first I just want to add one statement to what Emily has said. She's mentioned a lot of accessible, um, features, but there's also the accessible feature of a slide and scale. To, to pay to watch these films. If you can't afford it, then you don't have to pay anything. But if you can't afford it, um, you can pay $15 or $20 to watch all of these films. So I think that's really quite, quite uh, worth stating because of financial failure can prevent many from watching films in other parts of the world, other film festivals. And so to get back to your question, Dave, um, I just watched a few films this morning just to prove that this festival is up and going. You can actually start on it right now. So I was watching a few online. I watched um, one called Don Julio's Nails, and it's a story about a man who has Parkinson's and he's trying to get his nails clipped. I understand that this may not seem like the most exciting storyline, but I really appreciated it because it shows how much we depend on other people to help us. And sometimes we can't get them to help us unless we help them first. So that's 10 minutes. I just recommend that one. I also recommend another film called BBAI. It's the story of a couple who have Down syndrome and they're trying to adopt an AI baby. Because I guess that's what the world is like at the time. Everyone has an AI baby. And um, non-surprisingly, they are discriminated against by the adoption agency who believes that they cannot take care of a baby. So they take matters in their own hands, more or less. And so I think it's a, it's a really enjoyable short film. And I would like to see more of that storyline because the short film doesn't finish the storyline. Um, so I think there's, there's something for everybody at this festival. There's 20 films. Well, there's 20 films, maybe 21 films, but um, I think across the board, there's something for everybody. Yeah, it seems like it's a really wide variety of offerings that they're doing here, which requires quite a bit of cultivation and curation from the festival's point of view. So when you spoke to Emily, Emily also talked about the type of films they try to include in the festival and the type they try to avoid. The criteria... You know, uh, what we are looking for, I mean, I can I can rant pretty heavily for ways to be a guaranteed no for Superfest because that's a, a really important educational lesson. You know, if, if the first five minutes of your film has had a doctor, a parent, 
and we haven't heard the disabled person talk, like <laughs> that's that's a no. Uh, uh, you know, we're really looking for films that are centering on disability expertise. Uh, we, of course, particularly enjoy films that are made by disabled people, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we've had plenty of some of the most amazing films are actually made by an ally who just really does the research, really listens and engages with disability community. Um, we like the films to be, we are pretty strict about uh, the films must be acted by disabled people if it's a disabled character. There are some exceptions to that occasionally um, uh, if if there's a character that's going through transitions and uh, you know, but um, but if if it if it can be played by a disabled person, it, it most definitely should. Uh, and then other than that, we're looking for things that surprise us. I mean, we had a horror film last year and that was so exciting. We had sci-fi. Um, we want films that really push the envelope and show that a disability film festival doesn't just have to be this sort of like pedantic films teaching us about dis disability, that they can be avant-garde and outside the box and funny and sexy. Like we want, we want all of that. Um, so we would love to see your film. I will say that the festival tends to skew towards shorts. Um, that's not like a clear, you know, bias. It just has to do with the fact that there's a lot more resources go into getting access to make a feature film. And so, uh, you know, those types of resources are often not available to folks who are making stories that are kind of pushing the envelope and, and not buying into some of those disability traits. Michael, What's your reaction to that criteria? How do you feel about that? Get on the bus, should pick up a film and say, we should pick up a camera and we should start making films because I think there's no reason why we can't participate. We have lots of stories to tell. It's about time that we started telling them. I do think that Emily, Emily brings up many valid points about disability films. Sometimes, you know, um, we have a lot of films that explain what having a disability is. Like, for example, we might have a film that explains what Parkinson's is. We we'll have a film that explains what it means to have vision loss. I think we can, we can pass that now. I think we, we can assume that everybody can do their research. They can look it up online from a, from a reliable source to learn about what, it does, what a disability is. So let's move on to the next stage. Let's tell stories about people with disabilities that show a day in their lives, that show them falling in love, that show them having families, that show them, you know, living their lives with dignity or maybe not dignity. Maybe that's not the point that you want to make. Maybe you want to show people with disabilities can screw up just as much as everybody else. But I think it's time to tell those stories and not to worry about explaining what the disability is. Michael, we've talked about the festival, the films, the criteria. Where should people go to find out more? Well, people can go and find out more at their website. It's um, www.superfestfilm.com, I believe. But I'm, I'm sure you haven't. You put the link up on the website. Um, and I think people should just start watching films today because you don't have a lot of time. You can start today to Sunday. Michael, we are grateful for the work that you did on this. Thank you so much for going over and above and arranging that interview and providing us with those clips. I hope you enjoy a lot more of these films, and we'll talk to you again next week. Yes, and for anybody watching, if you have any, any information about any accessible film festivals or film festivals about disability, 
Please feel free to shoot it, shoot an email to us, and we will be happy to talk about them. Thank you. Yeah, if folks want to do reach out to us, it's uh, feedback at ami.ca, feedback at ami.ca. Keep us in the loop. Give us your pitches. We're always interested in hearing in what you're up to. That's Michael McNeely. He's our entertainment critic in Kingston, Ontario. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.